Hello there. You're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Wednesday, <clears throat> the 29th of November. Today, I am joined by Duncan Balkan, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hey there, Duncan. How are you doing today? Hi, Peter. I'm great, thanks. How are you? Uh, very good. Very good, thank you. Uh, just got to start off by uh, apologising for absence yesterday. Uh, it was due to um, an emergency rugby match uh, that went on because um, I, I mean, for those who don't know, I, I coach rugby to kids um, and uh, to, particularly to my kids and his age group. Um, so they're the under 12s. And um, I found out yesterday morning as um, as Noah was leaving. Uh, to go to school that he had a rugby match on that day um so i went off to see it and so i couldn't record the podcast because <laughs> it's the first time it's the first time i've watched him play rugby as a parent rather than his coach so it was brilliant to not have to lug the bag around um <laughs> to, to sort of go in and and do strategizing and all that sort of stuff it was Absolutely, an absolute joy. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. uh, interesting level of uh, notice you always get from kids, isn't it? Oh, got uh, today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that was that was good. Um, uh, so, so anyway, yes. But, uh, but anyway, um, but but today we are here, which is brilliant. Um, we are. So, Duncan, what would you like to talk about from today's uh, Watson's Daily? Yeah. So, because obviously I mentioned the, on, on the podcast in the past that I'm such a fashionable individual. Oh um, yes. I'm going to talk about online shopping. Brilliant. Because <laughs> you know what else does? I mean, if anyone's seen me ever, they know that's not true. Okay. Um, but <clears throat> this is a story from the Guardian um, about online marketplaces uh, reporting a surge in sales of second-hand goods. Mm. Um, so it's people like Amazon, uh, eBay, uh, reporting much much higher sales of used goods so far this year. And it's something that has been experienced by those two. Depop and Vinted uh, have both done well as well. Um, so two kind of second-hand clothing um, retailers. Mm. Um, and it's, just, it's it's interesting that these are doing well. And it's something that Yodel, you know, well-known delivery firm Yodel, um, other delivery firms are available. But they've said they've seen a massive jump as well, 162% yeah. jump in deliveries between homes. Mm. So obviously things going from a, a consumer to another consumer, with obviously rather than business to consumer. Um, so that obviously echoes what these companies are reporting, which is much, much better sales, which I thought is it kind of makes sense, I think, um, in terms of, you know, the current kind of, I think, um, headspace of mo- most consumers by buying new sometimes just isn't affordable or doesn't make the most sense at the moment with the cost of living crisis going on. Mm. Um, I found this sort of particularly interesting though because I, I, I read it and, and laughed I told you on our call earlier that I've probably spent way too much time and therefore money on Vinted over the last mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, couple of years I've just realised I'm actually wearing two items of clothing that I got from Vinted currently so nice. <laughs> that, that probably tells you how, how much I did it but I think the interesting thing with Vinted and I, I, don't, I can't speak for the, the other platforms because I've not used them but you can sell, obviously, you sell products on there and it goes into kind of an online balance before it comes into your account. Mm. And you don't have to go on and click withdraw to withdraw it to your, your bank account. So you can, in a sense, sell a load of stuff on Vinted and then buy some stuff on Vinted. And it has the illusion, it feels like you haven't spent any money on it because mm. you've sold, it, it's almost like old fashioned bathroom, isn't it? Some of your clothes yeah. have gone that you didn't want in return for something you did want. So I actually sold a few items of clothing not that long ago that I had for a show that I did a couple of mm-hmm. years ago. Never used mm-hmm. them. Yeah. I bought myself some new running shoes. 
Brilliant. But no money actually went in or out of my bank account. So it feels like you've not spent anything. Yeah. Which is like I said, it's an illusion because, you know, you had, even though it wasn't withdrawn to your account, you had that money and then spent it. Mm. Um, but it, it gives that illusion. So obviously, I think that business model works as mm. well because if you can sell some of the stuff you don't want to get some stuff you do want, that I think is preferential to going to a shop and spending lots of money on something. Mm. But also, like I said, because of the cost of living crisis, this totally makes sense that people are trying to find good quality products and i think a lot of these platforms you have to prove the kind of prove the origins of these products so i know with vinted if you're claiming it's a designer brand you have to include photos of the label you have to take as many photos as you can to show the quality of the actual product so in a lot of cases you can get a good quality product without spending you know the, the recommended retail price on it which i think for a lot of people particularly at the moment is really attractive hmm. however i'm not sure this will last i'm, I'm personally of the opinion that once things have stabilized a bit and money's a little bit less tight for people. We'll go back into that habit of, well, actually I want to treat myself to something and I'm going to buy something new because that's actually treating myself to something. Mm. If, I, mm. I, again, I, are these running shoes that I, I bought might as well be new. Uh, other yeah. than the fact they didn't come in the original Nike box. Oh, sorry. Mm. I was just giving the manufacturer uh, original manufacturer's box. <laughs> um, Oh, don't yeah. don't worry about. We're not the BBC. This is true. <laughs> Again, it really are available. Um, yeah. But yeah. other than that, you wouldn't know they weren't a brand new pair. Mm. But I do think that when when money is a little bit less tight for people, actually treating yourself to something that actually is brand new feels just that little bit nicer. So mm. I'm not sure this is a long term trend that's going to continue. Mm. But for the time being, really interesting and totally makes sense. So yeah, what's your take on this one? I think that this this it is unsurprising, as you said, it is unsurprising um, that that it's doing well in current economic circumstances. Mm. And again, as you say, I think that I want I wonder whether this is a, a phenomenon that this uh, when that, that occurs when predominantly when there is a cost of living crisis, people become very focused on it, but. Yes, when you when things get a bit better, then you would start, I think, going back to new, you know, not maybe not necessarily across the board, but certainly you would like to get stuff that is yeah. new. Um, so I think that, um, you know, it, this this makes eminent sense. And I think that um, the other the other thing is, is you think, oh, this is more eco friendly. You know, it's not going into landfill. It's still good enough to be bought. Someone else can get the benefit of it. So it makes sense from a cost benefit, cost basis, hmm. and from an environmental basis. Although there's then arguments as to how much, what's the carbon footprint of that thing being delivered to you? I don't know. What yeah, that is. I know people like Yodel would make the argument that a lot of their vans are now electric. But I, 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 I yeah, I get your point and. Actually, I was just thinking about it. Those things that people are now selling on these platforms might actually, in not that long ago times, have gone to charity shops. So we'll yeah. see less donations towards charity shops. Who knows? Mm. But mm. also, I think the time of year as well is perfect for these sort of retailers <clears throat> because yeah. people are either going to be looking to get decent Christmas presents for a cheaper price mm -hmm. or you might find a lot of parents, for example, want to be able to get their kids new presents. So when they need stuff for themselves, they look for second hand. Oh, yes. You know, because, yes. you know, you would always want your kid to have something better than yourself, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I can totally see, particularly the time of year we're at now, this this will, like Christmas period, I think is going to be great for these, these second hand retailers. 
Yeah. Um, but like you said, there is that there is that, then that question of, you know, particularly with the amount I'd imagine a business is going to be mm. done over the next six weeks, mm. um, that question of well, carbon footprint, is this actually better? Mm. Mind you, though, you know what? I kind of think that with um, used stuff, mm. I would have thought that it will actually do better in January because yeah. I think that, well, I don't know, this is just an opinion, but I reckon that people will be more likely to have some time off over the Christmas New Year period. And yeah. that is a good time for there to be, you know, clear, a bit of a clear out for the, you know, for the new year and everything, because I'm pretty sure that that's often the case. And um, charity shops get absolutely inundated mm. um, in the new year um, because people are doing precisely that. And I, I'm pr- again, I think I'm right in saying that, um, do you remember that um, oh, that Japanese lady um, who did a program on Netflix about? Um, Was this a minimalist type thing? Yeah, clear, like uh, basically how to how to clear and organise your your clutter. Yeah, and you were only allowed to keep stuff that brought in quotes brought you joy. Oh, what was her name? I've forgotten her name now. Um, but anyway, she's Japanese. Did really well, and I'm pretty sure that they released that it precisely sort of christmas new year because they know that this is what people do um is, is marie anyway, something i think i can't remember her surname like... oh yeah marie uh marie yeah. was condo condo yeah my yeah. pronunciation is probably not right but I think... yeah no no it's fine yeah, yeah it's good it's good so marie condo yeah okay yeah. yeah that's right yeah so anyway uh well done by the way uh so i um yeah i i, I don't think it will just unlike say shops which I reckon do well into Christmas. Hmm. I would have thought that the party continues for the second hand um, market because of this clear out over Christmas New Year. I yeah, think. absolutely. Well, you bought get, got bought new stuff for Christmas. There probably is that temptation to yeah shed the old stuff, isn't there? So yeah, you're probably right there. It probably will be more of a boom after Christmas than before Christmas. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's just uh, it's just a thought. Mm. Uh, but I think at the very least, it the party continues for longer mm. um, for them potentially. But uh, but yeah, so so yeah, so I I, I think that's um, you know that's uh, that's that's definitely an interesting one and an interesting you know business trend for the moment. Whether or not that's going to continue, I don't know. Absolutely. And what's not to love about online shopping, eh? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was that was, that was my my favourite story in today's Watson's Daily. What was yours, Peter? Okay, so um, I thought I thought I'd talk about Barclays uh, today. Um, it's just, I mean, it's not a massive article, and I don't say loads about it, but I just thought I might say something about this because I saw a comment um, today on, funnily enough, on LinkedIn, which sort of seemed to interpret this as an- another nail in the coffin of UK investment banking. Now, first of all. That is a load of rubbish. Um, I feel, I feel so, like a bit of an overreaction to me. Yeah, that is an absolute <laughs> load of rubbish. Um, there'll always be investment banking. Um, you know, did, did, you know. I think that the, the activities uh, in investment banking activity has peaks and troughs. Hmm. Um, and at the moment, we are in a trough. Um, however, I think that there has been a bit. There have been some signs of turnaround recently okay recent ipos actually haven't been 
brilliant performers. Um, but then you've got uh, another, you know, story that I I put in um, in the Daily today about uh, uh, Sheehan, um, you know, filing. For, so I said something about it yesterday yeah. about Sheehan, the uh, Chinese apparel e-tailor, um, uh, you, you know, looking uh, preparing to list in New York. Um, so I saw so you know there, there there's um. You know, there's that and and the that IPO, um, Goldman Sachs, for instance. You know, they're on the ticket. I think Morgan Stanley, all the usual suspects are on the ticket. So there's some stuff going on, so it won't be completely disastrous. Um, but uh, the the story about Barclays dropping thousands of investment banking clients, um, I think some people who don't know the industry will think, "Wow, that's amazing," but actually. I don't think it is. Um, this is something that um, this happens from time to time. I think you have to be as a, you know, to do this, you have to be pretty conf. I think you either a have to be pretty confident that you've got something that everyone wants. So they'll stay with you yeah. um, or B um, <laughs> you got to be overconfident <laughs> because, <laughs> because you may be under the illusion that in fact, um, you know, people need you and you soon find out um, <laughs> which one, which one of those it is. Um, but I think that this sounds like the, um, a, a reasonable um, thing to do at the end of the day. Um, you know, clients come and go um, and they are, some of them are very small and then they get really big and then they stay with you. And it's all like, you know, Others like to switch things up a bit. Um, but overall, I think it is no bad thing to take a look at um, the performance and what you're actually getting out of a client relationship. And if that is the case, I mean, they're talking about up to two and a half thousand customers versus versus um, uh, 10,000 customers that they have. Um, I think that it sounds reasonable i don't think the clients are going to complain too much you wouldn't have thought because you could say look what's going on around us everyone's cutting um so we're just doing the same thing and we've got to, i'm very sorry but we've got to concentrate on the most profitable clients and you are not one of the most profitable clients you know if things are to change let us know um but you know thanks thanks for everything um you know that's the kind of thing and you they're also um, Barclays anyway is trying to cut um, costs by cutting staff numbers as well so it stands to reason if you I mean I know these things are, I think are slightly separate but mm. even so um, I think that it stands to reason that if you've got fewer clients you don't need as many people to service them so um, so that's absolutely fair enough so I think we're in a downturn. They're making sure um, there's, you know, they, they streamline operations, which is perfectly reasonable. Um, and by the way, this is the, I forgot whether I've said this on, on, on the podcast, but this time of year is a bit of a nightmare for people working in investment banks. I know I can feel the sympathy coming through um, <coughs> from, from the audience, um, but the, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's palpable. It's palpable. Um, but the, what tends to happen is, uh, and this does sound harsh is that you, um, uh, a lot of banks use this time of year to get rid of people, um, to get them out of the bonus pool. 
Um, and so the people that are remaining get a bigger slice of the bonus pool. Um, so that's what tends to happen at this time of year. You, you start doing salary negotiations right around now um, for those who, so there's going to be cuts. Then there's then the, the, the interviews with the survivors saying, okay, well done. Uh, and either your bonuses, you've got a job, well done. You know, and that is also, um, have you heard the expression, um, donutted? Yeah. Okay, right, good. Okay. So for those who don't, um, if you are an investment banker and you, you have been donutted in the bo- bonus round, it means that you've got zero, uh, i.e. the shape of a donut. So, um, so yeah, you might, they might say, well done, bonuses, you got a job. You've been donutted, but you know, better luck next time um, is the kind of thing that will happen. So, uh, cutting people, then salary negotiations, then early next year, they come out with the figure and then it goes into the bank accounts, sort of February, March time. I mean, it does vary slightly with different banks, but generally speaking, that is what tends to happen. Hmm. Um, and, you know, do, if you're going to have, few, yeah, like I said, if you have fewer customers you need fewer people to service them as well so i just think what this is is a a bit of a tidy up a bit of a refresh um getting ready for the turnaround um so yeah i mean what do you think yeah yeah i think you're right i think um it's one of those things it's kind of a, a market like i said the industry at the moment and the time of year and the, the just as i said general tidy up of, of business practice because obviously much as we all know that investment bankers are are just close to the community and they're all there about the the love and the hugs, um, they course. do have to make money at the end of the day. So yeah. <laughs> it makes sense that they're, they're streamlining yeah. to ensure profits are as high as possible. Like you said, probably yeah. so that they can slim down the number of staff as well. Because you'd imagine mm. if you cut the number of accounts in half, you probably don't need you know all the staff to like you say to service them. I yeah. think it'll be interesting to see kind of. How some how clients react because I think if you really want to stay doing your business with Barclays, you'll probably start offering up other areas, won't you? And try and give them more business to go. Look, we're yeah. valuable to you, yeah. and you might find that there's some companies that Barclays go, well, we want to keep you. They go, actually, we we want to go elsewhere. So uh, there's mm. a, I think there's a risk on both sides there in terms yeah. of like, anyone could change who they want to do business with overnight if they really wanted to. Um, mm. So I think that selection process with clients to keep it is going to be an important one. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree with what you said. It doesn't it doesn't surprise me. I don't think anyone's going to suddenly start quaking in their boots about it. It definitely isn't the end of investment banking in the UK. Mm. I just thought I'd agree with you on that one as well, just in case anyone thought I was going to come down on the opposite side of that. Yeah. Um, right. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is interesting, and I think I think obviously I say I think I got a strange sense of deja vu. Uh, one of the things you're saying there because I think we spoke about investment banking bonuses and and um culling of staff about this time last year which mm. is the only reason i know what donating means <laughs> oh, 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 right there we go um, yeah yeah but yeah it is that time of year isn't it where there's that little bit of job uncertainty for people involved mm. in the in the workforce and the companies are trying to make the most profit they can so yeah yeah it's natural there's that kind of i think a readjustment at this sort of time of year so it makes sense yeah right? yeah i mean generally speaking clients uh take don't take it well um, because normally they feel, they are usually feel that they're in the driver's seat, right? Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are telling that are you know telling everyone what to do. So to have um, the the sell side come to you and say, "Sorry, we're not going to do any business with you because you don't um, you don't pony up," um, is, is they I think a lot of them tend to take it personally, 
Um, and some people will get very vindictive about it, especially if they then go, then let's say you're a client and then you um, get another job at another bigger institution where you have control of more money and then Barclays are falling over themselves to help you. You tend to remember things like that. So, um, so I don't know. I mean, it swings and roundabouts, but it makes strategic sense. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's a bit annoying for all involved, but ultimately it just means that the, you know, that Barclays gets a bit more streamlined, I think. So yeah, yeah. no, no drama, no drama. Yeah, not massive. Uh, well, yeah. drama if you are, if you lose your job, obviously. Oh, yeah. um, and drama if you um, are a client who quite liked um, Barclays, but thought you could get away with not paying them, then that's a bit of a pain. But uh, <laughs> apart from that, that's, that's, that, that's, that's the way it is. That's probably a lesson you need to learn, though. If you think yeah. you can be a client and not pay, that's probably a lesson you needed to learn anyway. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, so anyway, so, uh, well, thank you very much, Duncan, for yeah, your thoughts for today. Uh, thank you very much for, um, for everyone for listening um, to the podcast. Um, next week, there, I've, I've obviously got to say that uh, next week we have got the um, roundup, the roundup for... Uh, November's news that's going to be December the 6th which is hold on is it Wednesday I think it's Wednesday um hold on yes it is Wednesday uh Wednesday December the 6th um 5 p.m it is the final roundup of the year so I do think it'd be a good one to to do um and there's an extra uh Jake and I going to be doing a review of the entire year uh, we're going to be doing that early in um, in in January, uh, and you can also um, register for that as well. Um, that's always a good one. You don't often get get <coughs> sorry a review. I don't think I've seen one. A review of the business news of the year, so it it will be very useful. And actually, it's quite um, interesting to look. But I mean, I I find it interesting as I write it because I think. Wow, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know, you, things you've assumed or you didn't realise, and you can, you, when you look back on it, you see how the story's developed, and it makes a lot of sense, and it's actually very useful for when you are, I don't know, when you're in general discussion, if people talking to people about certain issues, you know, you can really say, you can talk with confidence about what happens, you know, over the course of the year, and it's actually very useful to know the background um of stories as well but anyway i uh, think i think it's also useful because you also i think you also have that tendency of forgetting what actually has happened yeah yeah because yeah. i know we talked about stories before and you said something like that was three months ago i went really yeah <laughs> i feel like it was at least two years ago so mm-hmm. i think like i said having that look at the whole year is really useful particularly oh, yeah. looking at talking to people about it because time yeah. frames are easy to lose yeah absolutely so um so there we go but anyway uh thank you very much indeed thank you very much for listeners for listening have a great day We should be back tomorrow. (laughs) So thank you very much indeed. Bye.